What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr., and I'm back on my podcast, The Vitamin Sports, where you take vitamins every day just like we talk about sports every day. <sighs> I just looked at the brief highlights of the game last night. I know everybody wants to talk about the fact that the Chiefs right now struggled against the Eagles, but both teams were good teams. So, you know, you tend to see, you know, what teams truly are. And what I saw last night is the fact that Jalen Hurts need that bye week because his knee, he might say all the right things, but I know the knee still bothers him. It's probably a sore knee. So when they say reaggravated, it's like it's sore and it needs rest. Um, I like what I saw with the Eagles in their run game. Their passing game still needs some connection, but if the if the Eagles actually sit back, their running game is actually pretty good once they use it the right way. Kansas City run game is also good too. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco. I have a problem with uh, what Michael Irvin said. He said receivers need to capture their body. Orlando Scarrett. I mean, uh, no, 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 Scarrett, number 11 for the Kansas City Chiefs, just showed you why you shouldn't catch the football with your body. This is why it's important to practice technique of how to do anything when it comes to football. Whether it's blocking, tackling, catching a football where a running back is supposed to open up his pocket so the quarterback can give him the football. This is why technique is so important. This is the mental aspect of the game that has dwindled. We got receivers out here trying to catch the football with their ball, with their body in the rain. Like, it's looking bad out here. And I don't mean I'm hung. Over-the-shoulder catch is a de- definitely a hard catch. And he caught it with his hands. That's the scary part. He caught it in the basket. But then he brought it in right before he's going to fall. And the ball just popped up. So, um, that's a problem for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think it's a problem for Patrick Mahomes because there's a lot of issues going on with Kansas City that a lot of people might not want to talk about. Nobody wants to talk about the fact that, you know, Patrick Mahomes is struggling. Travis Kelsey's struggling. The team in general is struggling. I say Patrick Mahomes is struggling because his judgment. He don't know who to throw the ball to. When Travis Kelsey is taking away, who who he got to rely on? Nobody. Because everybody is a young or they just don't have that much experience at the receiver position. And this is why they're going to struggle. His greatest Patrick Mahomes is... He can't really rely on anybody but Isaiah Pacheco, McKinnon, and Travis Kelsey. Everybody else is, like, inconsistent, don't show up what they need to, and he has little to, to nothing to work with. See, this is a guy that don't have no weapons but Travis Kelsey. This is what it looks like. Your receivers come up short. 
And you know what? He don't blame him. He don't blame. He take full responsibility. Um, even though we all know and on football that Patrick Mahomes is great, but it's, it's, you can be as great as you want to be if you don't have at least something to work with. They're gonna struggle, and that's what it's looking like right now. They're struggling. And it looks like, and then they left Tom. You know they. They allowed the Eagles. The Eagles is a team where you got to put up at least 50 on them. Because if you don't, they're going to come back and win the game. Because they are a resilient team. They like to, you know, never give up. They have dogs on that team. That's what it looked like when you got dogs on the offense. The defense is still coming along. I saw Jalen Carter out there flying around. You know, Kevin Byer had the interception in the end zone. You know, I think... The Eagles, with their defense, they're missing, like, two pieces to solidify it. They need a better middle linebacker that actually controls the middle. They need some corners. They need another, They need some corners. Granted, they got Darius Slay. That's cool. James Bradbury. But they need another guy. They need a guy. Like, I wish they would have went after that, that uh, Patrick Sertan. Because if they got him, that's when that's when the Madge rushers, you know, Hassan Reddick is, you know, phenomenal. He just shows up and when he shows up, he makes a big impact. Um, the Chiefs offensive line, Lane Johnson definitely left gave up two sacks. And when I say he gave up two sacks, he allowed the edge rusher Chris Jones to get back there. I think this is a real testament for the Eagles. You know, the Chiefs' defense has gotten significantly, significantly, significantly better. So this was a testament for both teams of what they need to work on. I think a bye week is coming soon for the Eagles, if I'm not mistaken. But like I said yesterday, this is survival of the fittest. Everybody, every team is banged up. Everybody, somebody important is banged up on the team. Somebody important right now is struggling. It's like this is good football, but also bad football because you got to think outside the box this season. You can't rely on just what you would normally do in certain cases. You got to really put in the effort and understanding of the game because teams are really you know, evolving in each and every game. Look at who would have thought the Houston Texans had a chance to win their division. Or who would have thought, which I still don't think, the Jets can actually turn around because Aaron Rodgers is speculated to come back. Who would have thought the Bills right now would be in a turmoil with Stefan Diggs. Unless you saw what happened last year. Or who was to say the Ravens that have so many flaws on their defense and their quarterback as a whole will have the best record in the AFC? Who would have thought an Eagles team that's limping to the finish line right now because their quarterback is injured? That knee is... It might not... It might not be 
bad, but it's aggravating Jalen Hurts because he's uncomfortable back there. Who would have thought Russell Wilson <clears throat> would turn it around, beat the Chiefs, and just beat Buffalo Bills? They turn it around. You know, I like what I see from a lot of these teams in the NFL. They're making some in-game adjustments. I like some teams that just need to just start over. And this is what I said yesterday. I Like I said, everybody's talking about, and it's early, talking about the fact that Keela Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. are going to the Bears. Let me tell you guys that like the Bears and think the Bears are going to be competitive next year. The Bears got one receiver. The Bears have barely a, a good offense, a line. It's in shambles. It's not good. The defense is questionable. Basically, it's not good. So how can a team get two players and then turn all the way around? And then people be like, well, they got all this money. Who's out there to go get? Who's out there? Anybody good has already been signed. See, this is why people need to stop playing fantasy football and then try to relate it to a sports conversation. Because it's more into football than just picking out players that you think might be a good fit for your team. Like if Justin Fields leaves... The head coach should be fired. It should be fired. Because you want to start with a clean regime. You want to give the GM another chance. Because he can't mess up. He can't. And there's going to be so many people trying to trade up to number one to get Caleb Williams. But the fact is, it's like this. If you get Caleb Williams, get him a coach that actually knows what the hell he's doing. Get him a coach like a Doug Peterson. That's good. Get him a defensive coordinator that actually can get the defense riled up because they got pieces over there. They just got to know how to use them. Like, you got two first-round picks. I will go get Caleb Williams, and I'll go get an offensive line. I get a receiver in the later rounds. Because there are plenty of wide receivers. Why would you get Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr.? Why? You don't have no offensive line. Y'all struggling. Y'all struggling. And then it's too early. I mean, I know Marvin Harrison Jr.'s season is over and Caleb Williams' season is over. But... I would move. I would let, if I was Justin Fields, in the off season, I'm working on my accuracy, and I'm going back home to Atlanta. Go back to Atlanta, where they got a decent offensive line. Their defense, it <clears throat> is good, but it could be better. They have all the pieces on offense. Running back where you where, he doesn't have to run the football. <clears throat> he can play quarterback. Because right now, he like, who who did he have to throw to? DJ Moore? That's not enough. That's not enough. 
And I and I and people don't understand, like, yo, when Justin Fields is in college, I don't even think he had more than maybe five hundred yards rushing in a season. Like, how you gonna ask a man to come out there and he had to change his whole offense? His whole skill set. Like, yeah, man, and I was talking to my mentor yesterday, I was like, yeah. I said, how you gonna go out there and who you gonna throw the ball to? Chase Claypool? Like they just got him DJ Moore. The, like that's crazy. Like when you get a quarterback like that, you gotta get him receivers that can help. It makes things better. It makes things easier for him than to get guys that that he had to make. Cause at least with Tom Brady, he has some. Decent pieces. But the fact is like, yo, what's what's going on? Like, yeah, like, it's not looking good for me. I need pieces. I need stuff that's going to make, you know, me better as a a player and as as a quarterback. You know, it's always good to have. Pieces around you. Like, look, look <clears throat> I'm looking at his stats right now. The most he's had in a season is 484 yards. And 10 touchdowns. Not bad. And then you compare it to what he what he got now in the NFL, it's like it's, it's mind-boggling. It's like, oh, damn. He really just went from that to that. Like, I'm looking at his stats right now. He's played three years in the league. And he has more rushing yards than he's ever had in college. His rookie season, yeah, 420. His sophomore season, he had 1,143 touchdowns. I mean, 43 yards. That's crazy. And guess what their record was? Three and twelve. Two and eight. Not only one and six. Well, since he's been playing. Since he's out right now, they're one and six. I mean, he's one and six based on this season. And it's just like Where's the help? Yeah, that man don't got no help. Chase Claypool and DJ Moore. That's it. Sent you to a place where careers go to die. Everybody knows the Bears have made don't have no quarterbacks. None. That's why nobody wanna go there. It's like a wasteland now. It's like Detroit of the old. Because Detroit is winning. Detroit gonna be dominant in that division for the next two to three years. And I say that because for certain teams, all it takes is one piece and they're back in the game. Like Minnesota, they get a quarterback and a defense, they're back in the game. But that would take longer because, one, they got to move on from Kirk Cousins. Two, they got to actually draft some defensive players, which take numerous years. Then you got Green Bay. They just need a quarterback that can just really buy into what they do. Now, if Caleb Williams wants to go there, 
and able to get him some receivers, that would take yeah, that would be fine. But the Bears, it's gonna take a little longer. Because it's not they don't have the process that the uh what's that saying? The Lions have. The Lions got Jared Goff for little to nothing. Jared Goff bought into what Dan Campbell was saying. Dan Campbell started started that defense, even though they messed up with drafting. I forgot last year. They messed up on a pick that they weren't supposed to get. I think they were reaching when they were supposed to go all in on what they had. But you know, like you didn't need to get a running back. You could have went and got another defensive player to add to the defense that you already had because your cornerback situation is a problem. Their cornerback situation is a problem just like it is for the Ravens. Everybody keeps talking about they like five nine corners. I don't. I don't. Unless you tell me he's five nine, he got a fifty inch vertical, cool. But we all know little corners get targeted. That's why the Ravens struggled against the Browns. That's why the Ravens struggled against the Steelers. That's why the Ravens struggled against Michael Pippen Jr. Big receivers. Barbecue chicken alert. You got to pay attention to these things. You got to pay attention to what's around you. And a lot of people was talking bad about the Steelers, but we lost to the Steelers. That's why I said T.J. Watt should be MVP caliber player this year because he took in over games. He's the most valuable player on their team. They don't win the games that they win unless T.J. Watt play at his best or he's that he's on the field. See, my MVP keeps changing because we still have more of the season to go. But like I said, T.J. Watt should be in the conversation. And it's like, to my original point, it's like teams are struggling. Like, we saw the Eagles struggle. We saw the Chiefs struggle. We've seen the Ravens struggle. We've seen a lot of these teams. The Bengals are done. They're done. Buffalo has a chance, but they're struggling bad. And it seems like all the teams that weren't projected to be a good team this year are starting to turn the wheel and make people turn their heads. Like, oh, okay. So just pay attention. It's, it's more to come. There's more stuff to come. You know, it's more something's getting ready to be a big shift. Somebody get ready to take that big leap and just run with it now. 49ers are starting to get in the get in the field, you know, with all the adequate pieces that they just added. And I'm talking about just Chase Young. Oh yeah, they for real. Chase Young and Randy Gregory. Yeah, the 49 <clears throat> the 49ers got a defensive rotation that's nasty. They might actually give the Eagles some competition. And then we you know, I gotta say this because I'm going to the Bob shop today. Watch when I go in there and people start talking about the Dallas Cowboys. I'm like, bruh, like, stop. Y'all put up the last two games. I think it's three games. Y'all done put up 55 points. I think it's the first, the last two. Y'all done put up 55 points. Y'all played the Giants. And who else they play? I forgot who else they and, and the Carolina Panthers. Which one of those teams is above 500? Which one of those teams is going to the playoffs? None. None. And I got to say this. I got to give Dallas, Dallas Cowboys credit. They always beat up on teams they're supposed to win. 
But if Washington come in out there and smack down, boy, it's going to be a long bus ride home. Or vice versa. That's all I really got to say right now because I can't really think of anything. Because it's just survival of the fittest right now. Teams are struggling. And I like not knowing who could possibly make it to the ship. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr. And like I said, this Thanksgiving, I will be on my IG Live on my Vitamin Sports page. And I will be dropping some dives out there. Feel free to jump in. You know, you know, say a little bit about what you want me to talk about for future references and stuff like that. Oh, before I finish my promo, I wanted to add this in. I want to talk about boxing real quick. So we all seen Shakur Stevenson, you know, win the belt. We are seeing right now people are ducking each other. Like, I never thought I would see the day that boxers are ducking each other. Everybody's fighting around each other. Nobody's going straight through the lion's den and taking upon themselves to say, you know what? I want that guy. Like, why are we not getting a Deontay Wilder Anthony Joshua fight? Why are we still wait? Like, if anybody still think Tyson Fury's the man, his legs is gone. Deontay Wilder took his legs. Uh, Frank... <clears throat> Francis Ngano, he took his legs too. If I was a heavyweight fighter, I would watch those two fights. I watched those fights to see what these guys did not do in order to win. Well, we all know Francis Ngano was robbed because there's no way he lost that fight. There's no way. And then it's like, how many times, how many fights should Corey Stevenson got to fight to at least get a big fight? Like, I'm waiting. Like, I know Shakur Stevenson wouldn't have a chance in hell to fight Tank. Even though they should fight. I would love to see him and Devin Haney fight. I would love to see them fight. Because Devin Haney was talking about, uh, you wouldn't take this money, Devin. We've seen a couple of your fights, buddy. Like, eh. It's not really convincing. Let's get two born fighters in that. One guy that's a product of being Floyd and then another guy that's good on defensive. I want to see it. I think it's old to everybody that we see these two guys fighting their prime because these guys are still in their prime. These guys, nah, they're not even still in their prime. They're in their prime. Let's see it. And I would like to see Tank fight anybody else, any top-tier guy. There's a Tiafema. I like to see him fight him. Because he's doing a lot of talking. I like to see Caleb Plant fight the Charlo brother he smacked. I like to see that. I would like to see Canelo Alvarez fight one the Charlo brother that everybody's talking about that he should have fought. I want to see good fights. I'm tired of seeing BS fights. Because what it's doing is it's running the fight game. And, and promoting the U.S., promoting people to move to the U.S.C. or this YouTube boxing. So, that's my little piece for the boxing part. But, 
like I said, I will be on IG Live. If you have questions, feel free to send questions. If you want to have a conversation, we can have a conversation on YouTube. I mean, not YouTube, uh, IG Live on Vitamin Sports page. Feel free. Definitely. Thanksgiving. As soon as Thanksgiving Day hits, I'm hopping on IG Live. Talking my trash. While I'm eating my turkey, my macaroni and cheese, sweet potatoes, and Freaking looking good. Greens. But, hey man, stay tuned. I'm your host, Jimmy Johnson Jr. Y'all take it easy out there.